I came across a book on a hiking trip one time, The North American Field Guide to Venomous Animals and Poisonous Plants. The goal of the book is to help you identify the things you should not touch, not eat, and stay away from. With 336 pages, the field guide features 90 venomous animals and more than 250 poisonous plants. I thought, I need a version of this for my soul. A guide that can keep me away from toxic situations, decisions, and people. Before I even finished the thought, I realized, wait, I do have that. God has given that to us through his word. When God tells me to stay away from something, it's because it's toxic, and he's a good father to warn us. So, for the next few days, we're going to look at a few things to detox our souls. Venomous and poisonous toxins that really do damage to our souls. And I'm going to start this week with probably the most difficult. In most plans, whether it be a workout plan, eating plan, celebrate recovery step study, a detox, a class, there's a specific step that is the most difficult for you, but it's also the one that makes the biggest impact. And the problem is not the step, it's not that the step needs to change, it's that we need to change. It works if you work it. And today may be that step for some, which is really encouraging, because if you do this one, you'll have a breakthrough on our detox journey, and you'll end up closer to God, closer than you've been in a long time. But if you don't do this one, you're really spinning your wheels here, and you won't see the power of what these days can do. You won't realize the connection you could have with God, and you won't realize your purpose. Ephesians 4.15 Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. The truth, the truth, that's what allows us to grow more Christ-like. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So what are we going to starve today and this week? Here it is. We are going to starve lies. If we want the toxins in our soul to die, we must starve lies. Now, there are different kinds of lies. Let me just list off five different kinds of lies and the motivation behind each one. There are cruel lies. They are intentionally destructive and malicious. You tell the lie to get revenge. You don't like someone. They've hurt you and you get even. This is called slander. Slander is when you make up something about somebody that's not true with the intentional purpose of damaging their reputation. The Sadducees did this with Jesus. They brought false charges so they could hang him on the cross. The motivation is resentment. When I don't like you and I'm bitter against you and I'm angry or hurt or whatever, I get resentful. Then it will be very easy for me to offer a cruel lie just to get back at you. Secondly, the cowardly lie. This is the kind of lie you tell to escape consequences. You want to avoid punishment, trying to protect yourself, even prevent pain. Adam told this kind of lie in the Garden of Eden. When you don't want to get into trouble, you tell a cowardly lie. What's the motive behind that kind of lie? Fear is the motivation behind a cowardly lie. The Bible says fear of man is a trap. Thirdly, the conceited lie. This is when you lie to impress. You're trying to create an image or cover up low self-esteem or cover for a mistake. That's a conceited lie. What's the motivation behind that kind of lie? 
insecurity. What comes off as pride and ego when you pull away the layers is a very frightened, insecure person. We don't share what the real grade is and get help. We'd rather have people think we're smarter than we really are. It's pride or insecurity. You know, the fish gets bigger every time, or you begin to tell these stories because it's not good enough just to be who you are, where you are. Or the calculated lie. This is the kind of lie used to manipulate other people. We want our way, so we lie to get it. It can be motivated by greed or selfishness. This lie says, this is what I want, therefore I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it, even if I have to sacrifice the truth. And then lastly, the convenient lie. The convenient lie we tell because it takes effort to tell the truth. It takes energy and time to tell the truth. So to not have to explain yourself or talk more, you shrug off the truth. Or you don't want to get involved with something, so you tell the officer, I didn't see anything, when you really did. Or when you're too busy to check the facts, so you tell something you haven't really checked up on, and it may just be false gossip or false reporting. The convenient lie. We just do it because we don't want to take the time. What's the motive behind that kind of lie? Laziness. Laziness is the motivation behind the convenient lie. So to detox our souls, we're going to starve lies. What are we going to feed? We're going to feed truth. We're going to tell the truth consistently, completely, lovingly, and tactfully. God's word tells us truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Now, let me clarify. Today's step does not mean that there are not times to keep someone's confidence or that there are not things that should only be shared with a few. This also does not mean that we should just be brutally honest with everyone and that we always say what we think and have no filter. That's not wisdom. But when we are living in the light and seeking to please God, these distinctions become very clear to us. We're going to dig and detox a bit deeper today. Before we end, I want to talk to the person who has a concealed sin, a secret sin that maybe you've never told anyone about. And so because of that, it's created a constant lie. In part of your life, you are living a lie. Someone thinks something about you because of what you have said or haven't said, and every time they believe it, they're believing a lie. You've done something and covered it up, or you're continually doing it and concealing it, and it's hurting your relationship with God. Look at this passage with me, 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. So when we don't confess our sin, meaning when we don't say the same thing as God says about it, when we keep it in the dark, when we lie about it, when we sin but we claim we haven't, there is no fellowship with God. 
and there's no true fellowship with the people we lie to. This detox step really could have gone on any week. A secret sin is the worst thing for you. It's bad for your soul. It's also bad for your spirit and your body. It creates a constant anxiety that you'll be found out. You live with worry. You're constantly trying to make things right before anyone finds out. That's why there may be tough consequences to face when you bring that thing out into the light. There may be consequences to face from your spouse, kids, parents, teachers, leaders, from someone. But the consequences of living this lie are far worse as we miss out on true fellowship with God and one another. We miss living life in the light, and that's where God is, because he is light. That's why I'm praying today that you will confess your sin to God and whoever else you need to tell. And if you won't do that, I'm praying you get caught, because nothing else we do in this 21 days of prayer, really as a church, is going to have the impact it could if we don't step into the light. So it's time. It's time to choose the right time. Don't wait too long, but choose the right time. Think through what you're going to say and be honest. Now, before we finish today, I want to give you a few promises to remember, because if you're going to take this step of faith, if you're going to take this risk of telling the truth at all times to really detox this area, you're going to need a few promises to return to. When you share the truth, What you share might be a shock to the person listening. I mean, you'll feel better in some ways for getting the weight off your shoulders, but you'll be dumping something on them that they'll be disappointed by, and they'll have to process and heal. But when you feed the truth, God blesses you. God blesses honesty, and God will bless the person that you tell it to. There still may be consequences, but in his grace, he blesses honesty. So remember this. God blesses honesty by guarding me. Proverbs 2.7, he is a shield to those who walk with integrity. God blesses honesty by directing me. Proverbs 11.5, the godly are directed by honesty. The wicked fall beneath their load of sin. And God blesses honesty by sustaining me. Proverbs 12.19, truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Those are good truths, good promises to cling to in these days. Let's go to the daily emphasis for today, and that is Rockbrook Church, Ephesians 1, 17-19. I ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing Him personally, your eyes focused and clear, so that you can see exactly what it is He's calling you to do, Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. So pray that people would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Pray for the leaders of Rockbrook. Pray for the people of Rockbrook. Pray for the programs of Rockbrook. Let's pray for our church.